0: Welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chess Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shout-outs, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Welcome back to Fracture Line, everyone. We're really excited to have on Mujahed Laswi, as his friends call him, MJ. Dr. Laswi, thank you very much for joining us.
1: Welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me. Our
0: pleasure. First off, before we get started, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you are in your training right now, and where you're practicing.
1: I go by MJ. I'm originally from Jordan, uh, and I grew up in Qatar. Uh, I came here to the U.S. for my uh, general surgery residency, and I finished from FAU. And currently I am a Trauma Critical Care Fellow at MUSC in Charleston, South Carolina.
2: MJ, you just said Qatar. I thought it was pronounced Qatar. Can you clarify that for us, please?
1: Well, so uh, in Arabic, it's pronounced Qatar. 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 Yeah. So there's emphasis on the T part or the T sound. So that's why some people say Qatar instead of Qatar. But both are used. Both are used fine. No, okay. worry. no problem like with using America. either. America
2: and yeah. America. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Basically.
1: Exactly. Yep, exactly. <laughs>
3: yeah. now, I just want to Cutter. clarify, Dr. Crisco, since you're not you know, exactly the geographical wizard, Jordan is, is in the Middle East, not,
0: not whoa, here. Whoa, 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 <laughs> I'm going to clarify this for the listeners because I cut it out, uh, but there was an episode where Sarah Ann was talking about East or the West of the equator. And now she's trying to give me a hard time about some geography. I'm going to leave it in this time, but I just want to clarify. So.
3: You know what? <laughs> I'm judging you from all the way across the country, yep. which is still within America, not the Middle East. <laughs> Continue back to So MJ,
2: this was obviously your first uh, CWIS Summit. It was, it was just delightful to have you there. Unfortunately, you, you presented on Friday morning, when we had concurrent sessions going and I was next door listening to dr Dr. PJ from the Netherlands on his night and all yeah. papers I missed your presentation Tell us about your experience did you enjoy
1: yourself yeah so it was it was a lot of fun for me actually this is this was my first CWs uh, summit that I've been to I've been a member since the beginning of the year like I liked how everyone was excited to come back it's been a couple of years with no meetings and no and no gatherings. So it was nice to see everyone come out and everyone participate. So everyone was happy and excited. I met a couple of people from my residency. I met my mentor, Dr. Lottenberg, which was nice to uh, uh, get in touch with him again. I really liked how everyone was so friendly and everyone was just trying to have fun. There was nothing other than trying to have fun and at the same time try to learn some new things about it. Plus we were in Park City which, was, which I've never been to and it's a very nice place. I'm definitely planning to go back in the winter. Well I'd
2: like to congratulate you on being the best podium presentation out of the th- 37 presentations. Your presentation was voted the the highest and you won the award so congratulations for that and uh, tell us a little bit about your topic and your your involvement in that in that uh, costal margin study if you would please
1: yeah so our study was title of our study was redefining the costal margin funny story i was like with dr erickson one day and then he was like would you like to do some research with me and i said absolutely So that day he dragged me to the anatomy lab at the medical (laughs) school. And so we go to the, I have been doing a couple of cases of slip drip syndrome with him. I've never seen that anatomy. So we went to the anatomy lab and talked to the anatomy professor over there and told him about our findings. And they were like, okay, so you found this. We've never heard of this. All of the teaching says that it's uh, all connected without any variations. But in fact, nobody dissects that part as part of teaching because it's at the costal margin. It's the lower part of the chest. So it's rarely dissected during training. And so at that point, he was like, let's go and check. And so the first cadaver we checked had that slipped rib anatomy that we noticed and talked about. So he also got excited about it and allowed us to participate in the study and dissect all 30 or 35 cadavers that were in the anatomy lab. And that's how it started. We did find that there is a high number of variations in the attachments of the 10th rib and the 9th rib To the costal margin, as opposite to what's uh, what traditional teaching says, and opposite to what is described in anatomy books. By uh, compiling our data with uh, other centers, we were able to come up with a decent number of data or decent amount of uh, findings on it, and that's how it started.
2: I reviewed your paper ahead of time, and then uh, for the journal, and uh, it it was it's impressive. I was a bit skeptical about this study idea, I must admit, a year ago when I heard about it, I didn't think it was going to be objective enough, and I didn't think we were going to learn anything. We didn't already know, but I, I was proven wrong, and I'm glad that's the case. Tell us what's the next logical study to do based on what you found.
1: There are a couple of things that we need to uh, look at. So the first thing is we have found these findings in a relatively small number of cadavers, So we wanted to take this to a bigger number and uh, dissect a higher number of cadavers and see if this finding is common across uh, different ethnicities and uh, different age groups. Uh, One of the issues we had in our study is that all of the cadavers were from uh, a white ethnicity. So we don't know if there's a genetic predisposition to this. We don't know if there's an age component. We don't know about previous trauma that is uh, leading to these findings. And then the second thing is that we may know about this anatomic variations. We need to see if this variation can correlate with a clinical finding or can actually predispose you to slip trip syndrome because not everyone that has this variation has the slip drip syndrome uh, symptoms, so that would be the next step for us, and probably do a study where we look at patients who present with slip drip syndrome and see what their anatomy is, what surgeries they get, and go from there. But like most good research,
2: this study now has posed more questions than it has answered, and and that's really what we want to do. I, this this malady is not going away, and it looks to me like CWIS is going to be the home for this condition and the surgeons that deal with this condition, and we need to know more about it. So uh, congratulations again.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. MJ, uh, for the listeners, remind us real quick, what was the incidence of the slipped ribbon anatomy that you found throughout those 100 cadavers?
1: What we found is that uh, in about 60% of uh, patients, the 10th rib is actually a floating rib as opposed to what is taught, where it attaches to the ninth rib. And in about 30% of these patients, they have a hook tip morphology, where it hooks underneath the ninth rib and can uh, impinge on the ninth intercostal nerve and probably to predispose to the symptoms that the patients present with.
0: Fantastic. Well, thanks again, and congratulations. So, MJ, it's uh, it's our understanding
2: you're done with training here in a few months or maybe a month. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, a couple months.
2: Tell us where you're
1: heading. So after this, I'm going to head to Texas Tech University in Amarillo to start a trauma and critical care career over there.
2: Do you have a prior connection with any of the surgeons there or, or the, the people there? Or is this just a brand new place? So,
1: from- yeah, it's a brand new place. I mean, during the uh, like job search process, I applied widely and everywhere. And uh, I just like the place. They are, the group is very good and everyone is supportive of each other. Everyone seemed happy. The uh, variety of the cases that they get over there was very good. And uh, the job that I was looking for had a, I was looking for a job with an equal balance of general surgery, trauma, and critical care. And I think I'm going to get that over there.
2: What is your association with? Uh, Texas Tech Lubbock are you uh, affiliated do you share staff what what how does that work
1: So it's the same you sh- it's the same medical school so you'll get uh medical students who are based in Lubbock and some of them come to Amarillo for rotations but the general surgery department is a separate department
2: Well we hope that well, you well. will take the Swiss message to Amarillo and um in fairly short order, become a collaborative center. Uh,
1: That is the hope actually. And I have talked to multiple people from the industry and have talked to the chairman over there about starting a center for rib fixation and to try to attract people in that area. They do get a large number of blunt trauma over there, uh, but there is very little rib fixation. And a lot of these people either just get treated non-operatively or get transferred to other centers. So uh, my plan is to definitely start this.
2: What many of you don't know is I started my medical career in Amarillo, Texas. My, oh
0: my, my oh. cousin
2: is a, is a retire, retired retired cardiac surgeon from Amarillo. And when I was a youngster, I would go spend time with him. And my first operative experiences were harvesting vein for bypass surgery in Amarillo at High Plains Baptist Hospital in Amarillo, Texas, and I, it's mm-hmm. it's a city that's very near and dear to my heart. In fact, there is a, there's a restaurant just outside of town called The Big Texan, and if you've never heard of this place, you've missed out. It's a There's a 72-ounce steak, and if you can eat it in an hour, all of it, along with the baked potato and the salad and the bread, it's free. And I actually pulled up the website, and I've, I've got the live cam going right now, and this guy has 13 more minutes left. And he still has a full plate of beef in front of him. I just don't think he's going to get it done. It, it's been attempted eighty-seven thousand times, and they've had ten thousand successful completions. So your odds are about one in nine of getting it done. But, but, wow. but it's 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 a big deal down there. I've had steak there before, and it's really quite good. I've just never attempted this. But I promise you, if I come to Amarillo to visit you, or you invite us out there for some. See us event or whatever. We'll go to the big text and and we'll we'll try to consume this all right. Entire. This entire awesome. Shit. All right.
1: I'll remember this. Yeah.
0: Sarah Ann, uh do you have any updates for the week for us?
3: I sure do. This week on Wednesday at two thirty Mountain Time, we have a webinar um, called "How to Have Your Publi- Excuse Me, How to Have Your Paper Accepted for Publication" by James Andrew Drew Zebley. Um, he's a resident at George washington University and um just a terrific human and and has given this presentation before um at another major society and um it's a good one you won't want to miss it so log in the the newsletter will be coming out shortly so you'll you'll see the link um and be sure to check it out um next item is just if you um if you have received the request for your delphi study uh to or to respond to the delphi study again about physical therapy please get that done we need those to be uh, or we need those responses in rapidly please um, if you're part of that one also we have case review coming up on wednesday may 25th at seven o'clock mountain time um, so go ahead and um, uh, register if you're interested As far as case review goes in June, I have at least two slots available still. So if you have an interesting case that you want to share, please let me know um, because we're still looking for cases for June. Um, So that would be great. Last Wednesday of the month, the 22nd of June. So let us know if you want to participate in that one. The only other thing I would mention, there's been a lot of uh, questions and enthusiasm about SID ever since the summit. Um, if you are not currently a SId center, please um, reach out. Happy to get you started with you know an agreement, SId expectations, um, you know, you can log into the test center and and start to play around um, it, with what it would look like, what the data entry is, things like that so that you you have an an expectation or appropriate expectations of of what um, what that would look like on a manpower side, etc. so. Let me know um, if
0: you have any questions about Sid. Let's move on to the final stitch. Tom, is that really your last, your final stitch was the the dude that's eating 72 ounces of steak? That's what's on your mind? Okay, well, I'll tell you.
2: There's eight minutes and 27 seconds left. He's on his phone. He's texting with somebody. His salad isn't eaten, and his baked potato isn't untouched, and and his roll. He's got to get all those in. He's got about... (laughs) He's got about ten or twelve ounces of steak left. I don't think it's gonna in eight minutes. I just don't see it happening. He's doing a lot of he's doing a lot of this kind of thing, and you know he's he's clearly well. He's, I'll tell
0: you what. Our listeners are gonna stay tuned because you're gonna give them the result of this next week. Okay, okay? that'll be fantastic.
2: Okay. Right, it's or a we cliffhanger. Can stay on right now. I, it. I mean, you guys drag out your drag out your <laughs> final steak, and we'll be there. <laughs>
0: Sarah-Ann, what's on your mind this week?
3: You know what? What is on my mind is my back door. And the quick saga to this is that I have been living in a construction zone for quite some time, and the next step um, last fall was to order a back door. I live in a super old house, like historical society old house. And um, so, you know, everything is custom because it's, old and doesn't, you know, fit just quite right. So had had a company come out, measure it to do this this door. That was in November. It was ordered. It had to make this custom door. They said for sure it would be here by the second week of February. No. For sure it was coming by the second week of April. No. For sure the last week of May. No. Now it's allegedly coming the third week of June. So everything else is hinged. On this door because the next step is they have to break out the stair the staircase but it has to you know the staircase is predicated on how high the door jam is with once they put in the new door right and then they can't move the next wall until the new staircase is in place so I have this entirely still you know torn up construction space all based on this one blasted door and here it has sat, with no movement since November, and I am trying to be my most patient self. But I am to the point where I call the door company every week on Monday morning. So, it's gonna guys, happen. this back door—it's gonna happen. It's got to happen. At some point, it has got to happen. It's been months.
0: All right, I'll go. I'll go with mine. Mine's quick. I'm. I'm bummed this this weekend because I was supposed to go on a fishing trip with my dad and my brothers just lake trout and uh, salmon, and they all got COVID, every single one of them. I can't go on my fishing trip because they're they're all fishing together with COVID, and I was going to bring my family up, and I just, I can't get my, my kids will get sick, and then we'll get sick, and we're just not doing it. So COVID strikes again, bumming. MJ, what
1: you got for us? What's on your mind? So uh, a couple of things happening. It's just that uh, with finishing fellowship, I'm uh, kind of excited to go on for the next step looking for a house now and uh, trying to arrange for the move. It's stressful and exciting at the same time. And uh, I'm also excited to be done with training <laughs> to start working for myself. This is what's been happening the last few day a few weeks actually for me.
0: Well, uh, MJ, thanks again. It was great to talk with you and congratulations.
1: Thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to seeing everyone again at the next CWIS event. Great seeing you
2: guys.